Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't love junior mints. I just don't hate them. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why they are treated like second-class candy. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Oh, there's a, you there's don't a understand fantasy why a candy that is basically toothpaste wrapped up in stale chocolate is treated like a second-class candy. All right, I get it. It's a good, valid question. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Is there a time to change? You know, the three teams I've drafted this year... <laughs> Second-class candy is pretty good. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, thanks a lot for hanging around with us this afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off for the rest of the week. Happy holidays to you all. We'll turn our attention to some football and hopefully, you know, some some brighter days, although things aren't real bright in Los Angeles, and that's where we're heading right now to get the lowdown on this week's opponent for the Bills. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press and joins us on the West Her Hotline. Joe, it's Chris Parker in Buffalo. Nice to chat with you again. I think Zach tells me you were you were on with us at some point in the in the summer. I think maybe. Anyway, hi. How you doing? I'm I'm, I'm doing just great. How 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 are th- how are you? How are things out there? Like, um, are people still shook by the tumult of the changes in the front office and the head coach, or have the waters calmed down considerably as the week has worn on? Waters, I think, have calmed down considerably. I think after a forty-two nothing, no sixty-three twenty-one loss to the uh, Raiders on Thursday night, forty-two nothing at halftime. Uh, the Chargers almost becoming a national punchline on Thursday night with uh, some of the Amazon folks saying, "Can you fire a head coach at halftime?" And the fact that you know this team has lost five out of the last six. You had division rivals the last two games, and to totally come out flat. It wasn't a matter of if Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco were going to be fired. It was when, and if it didn't happen last Friday, it most assuredly was going to happen at the end of the season. Right. Yeah, that's the way that it's been portrayed from my view for really since the season started to fail to meet expectations. Um, But it just, I mean, so bad to have. It's funny, we're we're here today talking a lot about uh, our hockey team, the Sabres, lost 9-4 to four to one of the worst teams in the league last night, and that same vibe is in the air. Like, you know, is there is there a firing coming? Um, do you think if, if they had just lost to the Raiders, like a normal score, like not 63-10 to 10 and 42 to nothing at halftime, that Brandon Staley would still be their coach? Yeah, because I think, I think the last two weeks, the, the the players the players were just going through the motions. I I hate to say that a team quit on a coach, but I think the I think the message was no longer going through. And if you look totally flat against the Broncos and especially against the Raiders in a prime time game, and granted there were some 
some issues because of Justin Herbert being out for the rest of the year due to due to a broken finger and a short work week. But for the fact that this team this team basically showed no fight in the first half was basically the sign that it signed that the end was there. And when even your head coach is saying, do you think you'll be the head coach tomorrow? And he says, I don't know. That's almost, (laughs) that's almost a surrender Cobra right there. It's it's almost like, please take me out back. Right. Like just just, just somebody, please pull pull the switch and let the floor drop out from under me. I need to get out of here. Where where did it, where, where did it really go wrong? It feels to me like Staley when he got there was like a bright young rising star in the coaching ranks. But even by by last year, there there were there were a lot of questions, and of course that only got worse this year. Like like I don't know, is it is it too long an answer to explain like what happened to Brandon Staley? No, because here's the thing: his forte was defense. He get, he got he got the job because he led the top-ranked defense in the league in 2020 in his only year as a defensive coordinator, and he's aggressive, uh, bought into analytics and everything. But during during his three years here, when you basically, throughout the three years, have the 28th, 29th-ranked defense in the league, uh, the pass defense was just abhorrent this year. Going into the year, you knew that they didn't have the cornerbacks to compete, and that was even when J.C. Jackson was on the roster. Uh, Pass rush was better, but he kept pointing to, well, the run defense was better. Well, the run defense was better because everybody was passing on him. First two years, the pass defense was good because everybody was running on him. So this was a team that very rarely could put three phases together the roster construction has never been good. And I, I mean, for all the people that point to, well, look who Tom Telesco got. Tom Telesco drafted Justin Herbert. Tom Telesco was going to get the number three quarterback in that class in 2020. And it was just a matter of if it was going to be Tua or Herbert. There wasn't no fourth best quarterback in that list technically yes jordan love but he was so far mm-hmm. behind the top three they they weren't even going to consider him so it's just issues that have come through the forefront and unfortunately for brandon staley and any any coach under uh tom telesco the third year things generally went off a cliff and especially though this year yeah um uh... How much? How much? I mean, we know Herbert's obviously hurt and and isn't going to be playing, you know, the rest of the year. How, how much falls on on him for all this? Do you think, or is it more the construct and the coaching? I think a little bit falls on him. I think you look at uh, last three minutes when trailing this year. He used to be able to pull out those rallies. Not so much this year. Um, Part of it has to be on him because he took a lot of needless third down sacks, and there were t- there were a ton of turnovers. Um, that uh, Tennessee game in week two, not being able to uh, get the drive late in the fourth quarter for a touchdown, where they had to settle for a field goal going to overtime. You get the ball, and then a quick three and out. Um, there are certainly issues there. I think more on the defense than the offense. Losing Corey Lindsley after three games has uh, put a put a ton of pressure on the offensive line. Uh, they just haven't performed this year the way they wanted to. 
And I think a good portion falls on offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, too. He was brought in to marry the run in the past, and it almost seems as disparate as uh, it has been the first two years where the running game is – there isn't a running game with the Chargers. Let's put it that way. Talking with Joe Reedy, covers the L.A. Chargers for the Associated Press. He's on the Western Hotline. Bills and Chargers play Saturday night um, out in L.A., Games on Peacock nationally, locally. You'll be able to pick it up on your uh, local NBC affiliate, Channel 2, uh, here in Buffalo. So before we move on to like what's left behind here, um, what do you think the way forward is? I mean, we've got interim people in the jobs. Um, like, how, how big do the Chargers go? I mean, I've seen speculation, of course, about Belichick, and I th- saw something about Harbaugh today, but I also feel like there's a certain reputation with the Spanos family, and maybe it's not unlike the Bills when Ralph Wilson still owned them. Like, oh, oh, you're going to go big and give $10 million a year to Mike Shanahan. Oh, he still doesn't want to come. Oh, darn. Like, can do you think the Chargers can go big fish hunting for coach slash GM? I think so because you you need a you need a splash hire this time. This is Los Angeles. You're competing against Shohei Otani and the Dodgers. You're competing against a Rams franchise that everybody thought would be five and nine this year, and you would be competing for the playoffs instead. It's the other way around where the Rams have made immense progress in a rebuild, and your franchise is five and nine. So. You know, UCLA and uh, USC going to the Big Ten. The Lakers are always one of the top two teams. You've got you've to make the splash higher to compete, and I think it's going to be a case of no longer this is a franchise tra- uh, transitioning into L.A. They've, they've had their home stadium now for three, four seasons. They're moving into a new state-of-the-art all the uh, 12 month complex uh, sometime around the draft. So all the pieces are there and you need the splash higher. Now, is it the head coach first and then he gets to pick his GM partner? I don't know, because I think this is going to be a slower process throughout the league now, but I think it at head coach, you have to, this can't be a first time head coach anymore. You need the veteran and who knows what? Who knows with other firings what's going to happen throughout the league? Now, is it a first-time GM? I could see that if the GM makes the call, and wants to bring in their person. But at head coach, you absolutely have to go for the veteran this time. There's no excuses. How do you feel about Belichick if he becomes available? Which certainly seems like that's how the wind is blowing in Foxborough. Yeah, and I mean, Bill's going to want to bring in his GMs and his guys. The question to me is how much longer does Bill want to do this? Um, And is there a clear successor line beyond that? Because when you bring in guys from that tree, not Lane Belichick, it takes a while to uh, get everything out of of your system in terms of that. I think we see that with the Raiders now. I know it's taken a few years with – the Lions after mm-hmm. the Matt Patricia thing. Um, it, it Like I said, I think it depends with him in his 70s how much longer he wants to do that, and then is there a clear succession line beyond that? Because if you bring in Belichick, I think you're also going to bring in a Dave Ziegler type as the general manager 
possibly, you know, Josh McDaniels back as an offensive coordinator. So it's going to be, you know, his guys in that tree. So you're not just bringing in the one guy, you're bringing in the entire philosophy and uh, more of the Belichick corporation than anything. Right. Her- Herbert, it- Herbert's certainly a, an important piece in this and, uh, you know, a significant stakeholder. Do, do you think he'll have any, uh, be offered any opportunity to share opinions about what they're going to do there? Or do you think they'll just do what they think is best? No, I think he'll have a chance to share his opinions and how he wants to go, because let's look at it this way. Justin Herbert will be going into his fifth year next year, and he's going to have his third head coach and possibly his fourth offensive coordinator. Now, if the if the Chargers hypothetically ended up hiring like Dan Quinn, I could see Kellen Moore still being around. Mm-hmm. I don't know how on this year you could base Kellen Moore being a legitimate head coach candidate anywhere based on the performance of this offense. But then again, the league in hiring has shocked me in the past. But it's I I think he will have something to say this time because. Granted, every time when there's a head coaching opening, there's a lot of attention throughout the league. But with a franchise quarterback like this and some of the uh, skill position guys that you have on this team, I think what ESPN had it as the second most attractive opening um, out of the nine or ten that could exist this year, there's definitely going to be a lot coming this way because let's face it, Last year, there was a lot of attention on this, too, even though it was an open job because everybody was uh, possibly lobbying for Sean Payton to come here. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press, and he's on the Western Hotline here on WGR for just a couple of more minutes. You mentioned at the outset here that the message had stopped getting through to the players and you know going through the motions and that, and it's evidence, of course, in a 63-21 beatdown last Thursday night. Um how much of a bump would you expect with the with you know with Staley being out and new people coming in because that that's our biggest concern in Buffalo is like if if they were going to be circling the drain we would have liked them to keep circling uh, for another week at least rather than have to deal with a team that might get a boost from a coaching change. Yeah, I mean I hate to steal a Chris Berman line here, but the Chargers will will sure as heck be circling the wagon for this game, but. Um, you also got to look at you've also got to look at the injury factor with this team. Justin Herbert's out there on their third center right now. Keenan Allen is still questionable at best for Saturday's game. They have no running game. Could there be a bump on defense because Derek Ainsley will be calling the plays instead of Brandon Staley? And I think it's more toward getting the best 11 on the field and making sure they can do what they want instead of this is the scheme, go do this. There might be, but um, who who knows at this point? I do think it'll be, you know, there'll maybe be a bump for a quarter, quarter and a half, but if there's a key turnover by Easton Stick, who's had problems holding on to the ball or anything else, who knows? It could resemble resemble the last time the Bills came out here for that uh, opener last year against the Rams where it was uh, very over early. Yeah. Um, what What is Easton Stick? I have not had the pleasure yet to, to sit with him in a game. I, I missed uh, uh, a lot of the Thursday game that, that caused all this uh, upheaval in Los Angeles. Um, 
I, I, I'm just looking at stats. I can see he's not someone who's run the ball very much. Only two carries for 11 yards. So I'm, I'm, I want to guess that that means maybe he's not a scramble threat. Um, what sort of player are we talking about? He does have he does have a very good arm. If there's the one thing throughout his five years here, he has improved greatly. It's arm strength. And uh, when he came in in the Denver game a couple of weeks ago, he had a 60 yard pass to Quentin Johnson uh, to get the Chargers on the board last week. A uh, long pass to Joshua Palmer. Uh, kind of in terms of bombs, it's something we thought we would see more under Herbert this year, but. Uh, Easton has has basically shown the uh, big play capability. The ironic thing is most people did see him as a scrambler at uh, North Dakota State and maybe coming in here, but uh, I think with offensive line and the pressure rate that opposing defenses have gotten in, he hasn't shown that as much as uh, maybe everybody thought. You mentioned the ground game has not been very productive. It's headed up by Austin Eckler. There was noise in the offseason about a contract extension. It never came. He ended up coming in like most of the running backs ended up doing. Um, I don't know. Is he? Does he look maybe close to finished, or are there structural problems that are causing his lack of production this year? I think a little bit of both. He missed four games due to an ankle injury that was suffered after the opener, and I think we we all know that those high ankle sprains and everything really don't get right until the off season when you can stay off of them for uh, two to three months. So I think that's affected him. Also, his receiving numbers have gone way down as they try to be more of a downfield game than uh, maybe going to the check down as usual. So I think maybe a little bit being a seven-year running – seventh year running back but also the scheme has not helped them at all you mentioned Allen. you 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 think this injury will keep him out again this week at this point or is it too early to say i don't want to put words in your mouth joe too early to say he d- he did work on the side yesterday but with a heel injury and and there have been a few of them with the chargers this year it just seems like a tricky one to uh nailed down dean leonard also has a heel injury and he's missed the last three games so you know i think if he doesn't practice throughout the week is there an outside chance he could go on saturday maybe but at this point it's anyone's guess on a bright note on defense ub stud khalil mack I think a lot of us that follow the league and have followed his career because of his ties to the area here, playing his college ball here, might have thought he was finished. And 15 sacks, I mean, holy, holy, holy cow, that's a number. Yeah, I kind of tried to ask Khalil after the game Thursday night if the last time he had a beatdown from this was uh, one of the UB games that he <laughs> played in, and he and he couldn't quite he couldn't quite answer that. He's like, I don't. I don't remember college. Um, <laughs> now, certainly, certainly a uh, restorative year for him, and I think even more so when you consider that uh, Joey Bosa's missed the last four or five games, missed a couple earlier in this season, and the fact he's been able to thrive and he's been healthy for the first time in a long, long time. So, you know, it's it, it'll be it would be good for him to. Uh, kind of get that career high because right now he's tied it at uh, 15 definite pro bowl. And uh, I don't know if he gets a look at most improved player in the league or not, but uh, I would certainly put him among the candidates for that too. Forgive me for not being up on this. Is Bosa done for the year or does he still have a chance to come back? 
he still has a chance to come back. He this was the first. I think this is the first week he could come off uh, IR. But uh, I think right now it's pain tolerance and how that how that foot is operating and everything. Uh, you know, we feel for him because he's he's had three four years of uh, a bad run of injuries like this when uh, we were hoping he'd be good. But um, I don't. Plus, I don't know with how the season's going whether you want to come back and play the last couple or not. All right, Joe. Any any uh, any questions for for me here? I don't want to just make this all one sided. My my partner usually is the one that asks that, but I I feel compelled to offer you the opportunity. I think I think it'll be an interesting matchup. I mean, Bills. You know, that just hearing the Josh Allen uh, audio today, they're they're not looking at the past three games as a whole. They're looking at this week, which they could. And, uh, you know, it seems like since the uh, three-part epic about Sean McDermott has come out, the, uh, the... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bills have circled mm-hmm. the wagons around their head coach and uh, are playing pretty good so far. They certainly are, and the new coordinator on offense has, has, has looked really good as well. Uh, Joe, really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Happy holidays, and uh, hope we get a chance to catch up again sometime. No problem. Take care. That is Joe Reedy covering the Chargers for the Associated Press on our Wester Hotline. Of course, Bills and Chargers Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Peacock around the country, NBC Channel Two here locally. So don't don't be put off if you're seeing these ads like oh, Peacock exclusive. It'll be on the local uh, the local over the air here uh, in town. Thinks it'll be a good matchup. Let, let, you know, I don't. We'll we'll see what 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 the break brings. Um, we can sort of recharge the hockey conversation if you're up for that. I, I left a whole bunch of people on hold when we started in on the Chargers. If you want to sort of revisit that, I mean, I am not. I don't think I'm up for doing the whole thing I did at 3 o'clock again. I don't think that'd be good for anyone. But, um, you know, you know the vibe, right? This is, this is getting – this is getting it's, – it's, it's a frustrating time for the Sabres. So if you want to chat about that, I'm here at 803-0550. I do have some ideas about the Bills and this game on Saturday that we can get to as well. If you want to shift gears into that, we do have Sal Capaccio coming up at 5. So uh, we'll be more football here as well as we move forward. But – 
really, either way you want to go is good by me at 803-0550. Mike is on vacation. I am the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. Thanks for listening to WGR. Again, just trusting the guys in this locker room. I feel like it's a situation we've been in before and just using that previous experience that we have to, to carry us over. Bills quarterback Josh Allen uh, talking about the way forward here as the Bills are still on the outside looking in at the playoff picture, but they're in very good shape. They've done the hard part, winning the last two games against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. They've now got the Chargers this week, which, you know, I, I this has been a weird year, so like you <laughs> don't want to assume anything, I don't think, but um, Chargers-Patriots the next two weeks, it, it's, there, it's there for them. It's there for them, especially if they get the cooperation of either the Cowboys or the Ravens beating the Dolphins the next two weeks. We could be headed for a Week 18 AFC East Division title showdown in uh, South Beach. Should be fun. 803-0550 is the number. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is away for the rest of the week. Uh, we've had a lot of hockey in the first hour. That's fair game now at 803-0550. And certainly the Bills and their uh, their place in the standings and how you're feeling about them heading out to L.A. this week. Like, I, I wonder, like, I've had... <laughs> I've had a I've had a, a rough year with my um, my confidence level in them. I, I've I've said this a couple times, and and we'll get to calls here in short order. I just want to say this as a way to sort of like maybe you know springboard the conversation. Uh, for me, the year began, and and really this has been consistent for me once the Bills got to Super Bowl contender status. Sometime in the 2020 season, at least for me anyway, there was a, a time in that season where we're like, all right, they they could they could win it. They're they're for real here. And of course, they made the AFC title game uh, that season. From that point until really midway through or some point in this season, my uh, my fear of them letting us down and breaking our hearts, e- even with 13 seconds uh, worked in to the mix. I I've been watching these games and going, eh, they got it. They got it. They're good. They got it. I'm not worried. E- even when they had that tough year in 21, losing all those close games, every one of those games, I'd be sitting there going, yeah, I got confidence in them. They're going to get it done. And that has been shaken this year to the point where I was fully expecting the Chiefs to ruin uh, the Bills when they got the ball back. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, and uh, you know, watching watching through my you know the fingers, hands across the face, uh, watching through my fingers, kind of horror movie thing. Um, that's how I've been feeling, and I don't like that. I, I like feeling like you know having confidence and not waiting for the sky to fall, kind of thing. But um, this year has shaken that, and so I'm not sure like if I got uh, if I've got a lot of company in that regard approaching these two games like what what has tripped up the bills this year it's been the bronco game and a patriots game and a jets game and like just these games that you look at and go like ah. like to me yes there's frustration with how you lost to the eagles but speaking plainly losing to the eagles there's no shame in that there's no shame in losing to the bengals when joe burrow is at the top of his game which he was when you saw them right but these other losses against these teams that are you know, maybe the equal of the Patriots and the Chargers have me a little, a little freaked out. Like I, I can't get all the way there. Like, oh, of course they'll do it because 
you know, this year has put us through a lot. So I'm wondering, like, t- kind of thinking about taking the temperature of the fan base uh, on that front uh, as we move through the week might be a good idea. Rufus is first up this segment. Hi, Rufus. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, how you doing? Happy holidays. Same to you, man. Um, I'm calling. Today I want to talk about the Bills and their Super Bowl chances. Now, this year reminds me of the 2007, I believe, Giants. They got into the playoffs as yep. a wild card. That's the team. You know, yep. Great record. They went on a run, and that ended up being a magical Super Bowl year. I believe the way that the season has went on, you know, the Bills could easily be a 14-win team if you look at the losses that they took. Um, I just think this could be that year. They can go on the road. Who's in their way in the AFC? You know, Kansas City, we beat them. Miami, we beat them. You know, I believe we can go toe-to-toe with Baltimore, you know, and if we end up being in the Super Bowl, I believe we can beat San Francisco. We have that team. So, you know, I believe this is that year. They have the talent. They have the coaches. You know, it's set up to be that story, and I just hope this that year. I want to see what you guys think. Yeah, Rufus, I, I love that. I, I love the comparison. Um, and I don't know if you remember how well you remember that season. The, the Bills are a part of that uh, for the Giants. The way, the way I remember, it's late in the year. I, sh- I should look. Um, g- give me a sec. I'll keep talking and try to find it. Um, but it, it's late in the season, and I don't know how embattled the Giants were Exactly. I just, I just remember the vibe being very much like Tom Coughlin might be in trouble here. What was the vibe when the Giants came in? It was okay. It was week week sixteen. Um, so the Giants came in with a nine and five record. They had just lost to Washington the week before. I'm looking at their schedule from 2007, and the st- the stories I remember reading in you know, in the pa- remember the newspaper in the paper. Uh, was really like, you know, Coughlin, has he lost this team? Has the message gotten stale? Are they going to need to, you know, make a change? You know, maybe not unlike what we sounded like heading out of the Philadelphia game. Um, you know, the, the, the big Ty Dunn piece and all that, and so much conversation about McDermott. There was that on Coughlin with the Giants in 07, late in 07. And they beat the Bills 38-21 to and then lost to New England in – Week 17, barely. I mean, they gave New England a, a, a hell of a game to try to keep them from a perfect 17-0 season, or 16-0 season, excuse me, there weren't 17 games yet. Uh, but they lost 38-35, and then they went into the playoffs, and I've got it right here. On the road in Tampa, win 24-14. On the road in Dallas, win 21-17. On the road in Green Bay, win 23-20 in overtime. And then they won the Super Bowl 17-14 over those same Patriots who they'd lost to a few weeks prior to close out the regular season. So, yeah, you're, 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 you're speaking to me here with that comparison. Um, I, I think the coach under duress piece fits. Um, we'll see about the wild card. I mean, the Bills may end up having to go on the road um, beyond just one game if they win the division, but at least they might still get that one home game. Uh, but if they're a wild card, then yeah, you're talking about the road, and that's you know that that's an example of a team that you know was taken on water during the regular season, but got right and got in and went on and won the Super Bowl. So. Um, I, I like that. Thanks a lot for the call, Rufus. Really appreciate it. Eight hundred three oh five fifty is the number if you want to get in. Ryan is up next. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for calling. You are on the air at WGR. 
Hey, Bulldog. Um, now, listen, I, I hope I can articulate this clear, clearly to you because me too. It's, uh, it's a hot button for me personally, but I've been listening for a long time, and sometimes I'll hear people call in, complain about uh, the Pagoulas and ownership. And listen, I get it. If you're paying, paying for season tickets for the teams and buying merchandise and all that good stuff, and things aren't right. You have a you have a right to say what you want, um, but I think I think what people forget, you know, especially in 2023, where sports is literally all about the money, um, having a team in the first place is a bare minimum is something to be grateful for in Western New York, uh, let alone two teams. So you know, I was born here, born and raised here. I work here. You know, I have family here. We surround around the Sabers and Bills. Um, I'm not going anywhere and I hope the teams never do. So, um, any, any other owner could take this team if they wanted to, to a bigger market and make multiples on what, what the Bagulas are doing. And not to mention the football team is very good. Uh, the Sabres aren't of course, and that's frustrating and I get it, but you know, the Pagulas also have been going through hell the last few years. And I just, I just think they deserve a little more credit than we give them sometimes. Well, I, I I appreciate that sentiment, and there there are human beings there, and um, you know Kim Pagula's health challenges have been well documented, and you know I I definitely feel that, um, but boy, I, <sighs> Ryan, I, I got to tell you, I mean, um, just be grateful to have a team, uh, j- that 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 just that's not going to work. <laughs> that that is not that's not to me that's not the way this works. Of course, I don't want the teams to ever go anywhere. Frankly, I'm really thinking about how prepared I am to say this. Now it's going to seem like too dramatic, and if it's not amazing, I'm going to feel like a jackass. Um, I, For me, I said earlier in the first hour, um, talking about the, the Sabres, like it feels like I'm watching something I love die. And like that... That that's a real part of it. Like I want them to be good again because I don't want there to be eight thousand people in there on a Tuesday night to watch Columbus. I whatever the number was. I don't know if I if I am I lowballing? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it was around that. I don't know. I don't I want the building to be half full. I don't want it to feel like, like a depressing exercise. Uh, I, I don't want fans who pay for season tickets that don't have the financial wherewithal that the ownership has to feel like they're getting ripped off constantly. I don't want you to feel depressed driving down Washington Street and finding it too easy to find a place to park because no one's going. I, I don't want the team to circle the drain. And we've been watching it now for 12 years do that exactly. And my frustration, my plea, it's a plea. I don't know if it's a demand. I'm pleading. Please, please be good. Please give hockey fans in this town something to believe in and root for. Because I, 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 don't, I don't say I feel like I'm watching something I love die lightly at all. And nor am I trying to be dramatic. I'm just trying to be honest. That's how it feels. I turn the game on and it's ESPN Plus exclusive and John Butchergross is here talking about great hockey markets in the United States like Detroit and Buffalo and all I can see are Red Wings jerseys and empty blue seats. I worry about whether the team is going to be here for five more years, ten more years. Look, legitimately. I mean, think about the sustainability of that business model right now. 
the majority of the money they make is off of ticket sales. How can that possibly be going well? I mean, when's the last time you had consistently full buildings there? Is it right right when Eichel first gets here? I mean, it definitely predates the pandemic. I know that. Uh, certainly, it absolutely bottomed out then. I mean, no fans for a while, and then eventually fans allowed. But, you know, those first few games I went to out of that, I mean, there was... I mean, it was like, what? I've seen bigger crowds at junior games uh, than what was in the arena. I worry about the future of the team in all of this. And I don't know that, that that's, it's, it's right to worry about it, but when you turn on a team you love and it's a home game and you can hear the players swearing at one another on TV because the crowd is so sparse, I worry about it. When when I've got friends who go to everything that they can possibly go to that are telling me, oh, another game I'm watching the third period in a bar. Like They paid their money, they went, and they left to watch the third period somewhere else. They got tired of paying, you know, 80 bucks a round for beers. When, like, that, like that's the state of things, yeah, I, I worry about it. So, like, look, yes, there are people involved there, and... Um, you know, Terry and Kim have had personal challenges and I, I don't want to be crass about any of that. Uh, I, you know, like to be sympathetic and human about it, but the business is flailing, flailing, all caps, not failing. I don't know about failing. It is they're flailing and failing. Not a good place to be. So like my frustration with them, like, you know, nine to four to Columbia, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> the big picture really worries me. Re- I mean, really worries me. Because I-, I don't know how plugged into any of it they are. People who are there all the time tell me they haven't seen Terry around the rink at all. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's fair to wonder if they wanted to make a change after just giving Granado a contract extension, whether they could. Because I, I don't know. There have been, been a lot of bodies on that fire getting paid for not working there, and maybe that's just maybe it's just going to be the end of it. And we're just going to ride this out for months, and then, I, then, I, then what? So, I mean, that's... If it needs to be explained uh, to that extent, you know, there you go. Like, to me, like, I, sure, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like watching the team lose. Uh, I love that team, and to see them just. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sort of spinning their wheels endlessly. Uh, it, 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 it hurts me. It, it does. I mean, I'm not physically hurt, but it, it hurts. 803-0550 is the number. Bills, Sabres, I don't know, therapy. Hmm. Uh, lines are open. Sal Capaccio coming up in about 15 minutes, uh, on the Bills day as they get ready to go to LA to play the Chargers. Uh, so that's what we got. Paul, Paul Hamilton, by the way, at six too. So, uh, but lines are open here. You want to get in? Love to have you. Mike Shope is away today. I'm the Bulldog. You're listening to WGR. Hey, glad to have you with us on this uh, Wednesday. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off the rest of the week. Happy holidays. 803-0550 is the number. Uh, Sal coming up here at the top of the hour, so we'll squeeze in some calls here before we hit the top of the hour update. Dave is first up this segment. Hi, Dave. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Uh, thanks for having me, Bulldog. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New thanks. Year. Yeah, same to you. Um, you know, to your point there before the break, you're right, though, in the sense that the Sabres have, there is nothing that indicates that they're going to get out of this hole that they've been in for the last 12 years. To the like, you could point to the Bills. You know, they were always in the hunt, right? During the playoff drought, there was a lot of seven and nine, eight and eights, whatever. At least they were competitive. I mean, it was palatable to some to, to some degree. Hmm. There is nothing <laughs> that I see yeah. out of the Sabers that would warrant me to believe that they have any inclination of improving at any point. And I don't know what it's going to take to get them back, but man, they're they're lost. Um, they they, yeah, I mean. What gets them back is if they could find a way to play their good game more than once a week. You know, because there there is talent there. There there are good pieces there. Like I I don't I don't myself feel like they made mistakes in signing Thompson and Cousins and Dalene and Power. I think these are excellent, talented hockey players. Uh, I I just think right now the, the whatever they're being told to do. Like it might just be on them. They they can't they can't be good on offense and also responsible on defense. I mean, it should, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but they're to me tangled up. And you know, I I, I think you know you, you can think about a coaching change. It's the NHL. I mean, that's what happens. And I don't get the feel at all that there's anything in the air with that regard. And that that's why, you know, I make the point about 
people that, that, that are around the rink all the time not seeing ownership around, um, not seeing Terry Pagula around. Is, is he, is he, does he have a finger on the pulse of this thing? Or are they just sort of, you know, just playing these games and putting up their posters and making their social media posts and hoping for the best? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like a team that had no excuses, right? Kyle Oposo said that. There's no excuse. they they, they got to be a playoff team. It's time. The, that was the mission statement for the season. A serious pro sports operation with that as the goal that is having this season does something about it. They just do. It doesn't have to be right. Um, you can feel sympathetic for the people involved. I definitely do, but something's got to give. You can't, we're, 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 we're closer to the midway point of the season here than, than, than we are like the quarter pole at this point. And I mean, we're like 33 games in and this is what we've got. I mean, it, I, I, something's got to change and just sort of talking about, what needs to change is not going to change it. I I don't think. I I think it's 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 been too many too many nights of the same thing. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it very much. We'll take a time out here. Sal Capaccio gives us the lowdown on what went down at One Bills Drive today. When we continue, Mike Shope is off today along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 